Welcome to a well put together you podcast with your host, Coach Val J, where we believe that underneath our perceived flaws lives a well put together you. Each week, we provide life strategies and content designed to teach, to inspire, to motivate, and to encourage you to live a well put together life by embracing a well put together you. This is episode 003, and it's entitled, Whose Version of the Story Have You Decided to Believe? Sometimes well-meaning people, meaning our mother, father, brother, sister, aunties, and uncles, granddad, grandmother, our teachers, preachers, friends, and even enemies, sometimes they will say things to you or about you. And often those things, now I like to call them stories, those stories, they become the soundtrack for our lives. Those things become the truths that we begin to base our life decisions on. They inform our decisions uh, and then they inform how we look at ourselves in the mirror. They inform what we see when we look at ourselves. They begin to act as trusted advisors as we navigate through life. Now, what they told you was simply a story. And I want you to realize that you get to decide whether you want to keep the story as is, dump it, or make an adjustment to it. You and I get to rewrite those long-held stories. And sometimes those stories have kept us in bondage. Sometimes those stories have left us feeling defeated and deflated and less than and not good enough, wondering if we're even cared for. Those are stories, and we get to decide what to do with them. Now, my intended result for those listening today is I want to provide you five steps to help you remove the painful flare-up that comes when something about life triggers one of those old painful stories. And then that story jumps into our spirit, jumps into our system, jumps into our thoughts, transforms our words and actions in such a way that we are running from pain instead of running toward the finish line that we've decided that we're going to live our life based on. So I want to share with you a story, one of those stories uh, that I allow to inform my life. And something I want you to know that all stories are open to interpretation. Even if they, if, even if one of those well-meaning people use certain exact hurtful words, every story is open to your own interpretation. So many years ago, when I was in the fifth or sixth grade, and we had to do book reports, but the interesting thing is we had to do these oral reports where we were required to record ourselves and bring in the little tape uh, of our recording. Now, this is before digital. This is in the early 80s. So uh, I was excited. I was a, a wonderful student. I enjoyed school. And I brought my, I remember bringing my tape to school and 
it was on I think a Friday and on that day the teacher was going to play each student's recording we were asked questions about it or just listen to it and so when it came to my recording she pushed she hit play and the recording went on for about 15 or so seconds and she stopped it stopped it abruptly and said oh my god what a horrible voice who's recording who was that that was terrible I don't even want to listen to it and she went on to the next student amid the laughter and as I sat there I remember feeling defeated deflated embarrassed uh, stupid dumb not good enough I remember thinking oh my goodness I'll never speak again this was a little a little kid this is me as a little kid hearing this and internalizing what that what her actions meant you know right or wrong those actions were hurtful to that little kid uh, you know for me as I sat there now fast forward many years later and I am in hot pursuit of my MBA and uh, in a course that I was taking I had to present uh, to the class as though they were stockholders or potential stockholders I had to present to them why they should invest in a company and of course if anybody's ever done that you know you need to be a salesman type you need to be firm you need to shoot show the facts and you need to sell the sizzle and after I completed my exercise uh, we were receiving immediate feedback from the professor and my my professor told me he said, oh, my goodness, your voice exuded such power and authority. I wanted to take out my checkbook, even though I knew this was make believe. I wanted to take out my checkbook and I wanted to write a check. And I remember when he said that, I smiled. And uh, and I told him the story that I just shared with you guys when I was in the fifth grade. And I a, a story in between those in between the fifth grade and an MBA when I was in college uh, getting my undergraduate degree, I had to take public speaking four times. Four times I had to take that class. I took it and dropped out. Took it and failed it. Took it and dropped out. And then on the fourth try, it was the last class I had to take my senior year. And, and if I didn't pass it, I wasn't going to earn my degree. So I had to do it. Well, on that fourth try, of course, I did it, rocked it, and got an A. But the previous three times... I was living under the story, that story that I heard when I was in uh, middle school. And so as, a, as a, a woman, a grown woman seeking her undergraduate degree, I remember standing in front of the class and sweating and thinking, oh my God, I have a horrible voice. Nobody wants to hear me. It's terrible. Uh, the teacher's going to stop me. The professor's going to stop me in mid-sentence and have me sit down. And I let that story force me to pay for that class four times. I let that story stop me from pursuing the things that I know God has given me the ability and the wherewithal to do. So you may say, well, stories are just stories. But I want to tell you something. All of us have stories that were told to us. From our past, again, from possibly well-meaning folks. I don't know that my teacher was well-meaning, uh, but that's just one example of a story. I had to decide what that story meant. And for the longest time, it meant keep, your, keep my mouth shut. 
for the longest time, it meant you have nothing to say and no one wants to hear you. And then when I was in, in college, undergrad, and I had to do it, the story meant it means all those things. But the goal, that, that thing that I want to accomplish, walking across that stage and receiving my diploma, that was higher. That was a higher priority than that story that I lived under. And then, of course, after I after I successfully completed that class, I had changed what the story was. I said before, we want to change the interpretation of the story. Stories are open to interpretation. And I decided as an adult, that could mean many things. I could sound like her niece that she doesn't care for. I could have sounded like it could have been the subject matter that I was speaking about, which I don't even remember. She could have just been having a very bad, terrible day. As adults, we do have bad days. Lord knows we do. And sometimes we, we don't, not knowing it, we interact with people that are vulnerable. And because of what we're experiencing that day, we may put a story in them that they may spend the next 20 or 25 years trying to escape from. That's the power of the words that we use. So I decided that both of those stories, the story of the, my fifth or sixth grade teacher telling me I had a horrible voice and the story of my professor as I was pursuing my MBA telling me that my voice exuded power and authority and that he wanted to take out his checkbook and write me a check that very moment because I was so convincing. I decided that both of those stories are simply chapters in the story called My Life, and I get to decide the significance of each one. See, the other part of this is, and I learned this from reading the wonderful book, The Four Agreements. And in The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, he said, don't take anything personally. See, when I was in the fifth or sixth grade and I heard that teacher make those statements, I took it personal. I believed her story was true and I took it as a true story in my life. Now, it's true that it happened, but the opinion that she expressed was simply her opinion. And I get to decide whether it was a true opinion or not. And the very same thing with my MBA professor. What he said was his truth. And I, again, get to decide whether I'm going to take that as truth or not. And whether, I, whether I'm going to use that story and how I'm going to use that story. You see, we get to decide. We get to decide what those stories mean to us. And I'm telling you, there are many adults just like me, just like you, that are walking around living under old stories told to them 20, 30, 40 years ago. And those old stories that the person that told you, by the way, probably doesn't even remember. I'm sure if I went, if I was able to find my teacher from back in the 1980s and I told her this story, she probably would swear up and down she never said a thing. And she wouldn't, it's not that she thinks she's lying, she thinks I'm lying. It's just, it probably wasn't significant to her. It didn't have an emotional reaction to her as it did for me. I know it happened. And I, again, use that story to inform my life. So that's how important those stories are. You have to decide what stories, what the, the stories that you've heard all your life, you have to decide what they mean to you. You have to decide if you're going to keep it as is, dump it, or make an adjustment to it. I made an adjustment to the story. 
she told me that I decided to reinterpret it as she was having a bad day. My MBA professor, I decided to say, okay, that's his opinion. But what I know for a fact, what I know for a fact is what I ultimately decide, which means I'm not going to take personal the insult, nor am I going to take it personal, the accolades that were, that were thrown my way. I'm going to decide for myself what my voice is, what my story is, and where I'm going to use that story to impact the lives of the people that God places in front of me. See, what you do with the story is how it impacts your life, not the story itself. What they told you is just what they told you, but the ultimate impact is what you decide and what you've decided to do with that story. I want you to be aware of the many stories that have become the soundtrack and the mottos through which you live your life. The, the lens through which you see the world are from these stories. And I want you to be empowered and motivated and aware to assess that story, to make the adjustments, and then to create a new story for yourself. One that empowers you to live your life and realize and understand that this is your life and you get to decide what it means. And in fact, use those stories to make a well put together you living a well put together life. It's your stories. You get to decide what they mean. And the last part of our podcast today, we're going to talk about Five action steps that you can take to begin to take ownership of those stories and to change them so that they motivate, encourage and inspire you to realize that you're already a well put together you. So today We talked about those old stories, those stories that uh, well-meaning people implanted into our lives. They didn't mean any harm. They just said something or, or, you know, said something that that touched us or that appealed to us or that that spoke to us at that time. And I I told you those stories are just things that they've said and we get to decide what to do with them. And those stories are very important because, honest to goodness, they are informing our lives. They are informing the decisions that we make, like the stories that your mom told or that your dad told or that, you know, again, well-meaning teachers and preachers and whoever else said to you, those stories have an impact on your life. And sometimes we don't even remember the story. We just remember the impact of it. We just remember the feelings associated with it. And it could have been so long ago that we're just living under that story and, and not even realizing it. The, the name of this podcast is A Well Put Together You. And the reason for that is because my mother, there's a story that she would always tell us. She would say that she was a little piece of leather, well put together. And I grew up hearing that so much that I began to see her that way, even in her ailments, even even in those times when she wasn't feeling good or she didn't, you know, she wasn't where she wanted to be. I saw her as a little piece of leather well put together. 
And so that's a story that she told herself. And that's a story that I that I believe for me and I believe it for you. So even when life knocks us down and 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 all we can see are the flaws that we have and we all have them. I still believe in my soul that underneath all that we are well put together, a well put together me, a well put together you. So about these stories, I want to provide you five action steps so that you aren't triggered as much when those stories come along and that you can take ownership of the stories and you can empower and motivate yourself to adjust the story so that it works for you instead of against you. So the first thing I want you to do is ask yourself, what's an old story or a belief or a statement that someone told you, someone well-meaning or even not well-meaning, but someone somewhere in your history told you that still stings when life triggers it. As I mentioned before, when I was in the fifth grade, I was told that I had a horrible voice. There's plenty of stories that I can think of. But what's an old story, a belief, a statement that somebody told you that when life flares up, it, it when life stings, that story is triggered. And again, you may not know the story, but you know that feeling associated with it. Maybe it's a name that someone called you. Maybe it's a, a nickname or maybe it's a, a maybe you were bullied. But what again, what's an old story, a belief, a statement, a name that someone told you, someone called you, or you heard somebody say it about you, and uh, it, it stings when life trick when life triggers it. Number two, I want you to really think about and answer this question: Are you open to a different interpretation of that story based on new observations? Are you open to a different interpretation of the story that you lived under? For me to change what my fifth grade teacher said, let me rephrase it. I didn't change what she said. I changed what it meant to me. I had to be open to an indifferent, to a different interpretation of that story. So when you find the old story that stings, ask yourself, are you willing? Are you just open to a different interpretation of that story? And number three, I want to ask you, what have you lost? What pain have you subjected yourself to and what cost have you endured because you chose to keep the old story alive without a new fresh perspective and interpretation? What has that old story and exactly as it was presented to you in the painful way, what has it cost you? What have you lost? What have you been subject to and what opportunities have gone away from you? Because you decided to keep that old story alive by repeating it and living under the shackles that it placed on you. Number four, if you're, as you said, if you're open to a new interpretation, which new interpretation are you willing to attach to the story so that it loses its ability to create pain in your life? So what new interpretation of the old painful story Are you willing to attach to it so that it loses its ability to cause you pain? When my teacher told me I had a terrible voice, 
And I lived under that. And what did it cost me? It cost me tuition. It took me 10 years to graduate with my degree because every time public speaking came out, I'd drop out of school. It cost me a lot. It cost me pain. It cost my voice not being, I, I, I I would not speak up when I needed to speak up about things that were going on in my life. I lived under that pain because one 30 second discussion that a teacher had way back when I was a child. The new interpretation, I decided that as an adult, we say things that we don't necessarily mean and they have nothing to do with the person we're speaking it to. Maybe her feet were hurting. Maybe she didn't get the raise she expected. Maybe she was tired. Maybe her husband had just cursed her out on lunch break. There's a thousand, a million reasons why she said that to me. I get to decide and I'm willing to decide That she was simply one opinion in a sea of millions. And I choose the opinion that I do have a voice just like everybody else. My words matter. My thoughts matter. My actions matter. And I am given a platform to speak. And I'm going to use my voice to do so. And number five, retell the story with the new interpretation from now on and you're sitting at the seat of power and you're deciding what to believe. So you're going to attach a new interpretation to it and then you're going to retell that story in your voice, in your own voice, in your spirit. So when you get triggered, you can say, wait a minute, this triggered a painful old story But I have a brand new interpretation. And why do I have a brand new interpretation? Because I realize that I am already a well put together me. Thank you for listening to this episode of a well put together you podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you hashtag as you go through and you answer these questions And you think about those old stories. I want to hear about those old stories. I want to hear about the new interpretation of an old story. I want to know how you applied these steps. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, on uh, Facebook at Coach Val J. And I want you to use the hashtag WPTYOU. That's a well put together you. Use that hashtag. Let's Let's talk about these old stories. Let's get them out in the open and let's together reinterpret those old stories so that you're walking into and embracing a well put together life because you are now embracing a well put together you. Until next time, folks, thank you so much for tuning into a well put together you podcast.